From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. just short of a few days before the historic agitation against the three farm laws would have completed a year Prime Minister Modi announced his government would be repealing them. The announcement coming ahead of the assembly elections in Punjab, Uttar Pradesh and Uttarakhand caught most people by surprise, especially given how the government had rushed the farm laws through as an ordinance without due consultation in the first place. And then the adamancy it had shown even as more than 600 farmers died in the course of the protests. साथियों मैं आज देशवासियों से क्षमा मांगते हुए सच्चे मन से और पवित्र हृदय से कहना चाहता हूं कि शायद हमारी तपस्या में ही कोई कमी रही होगी जिसके कारण दिए के प्रकाश जैसा सत्य कुछ किसान भाइयों को हम समझा नहीं पाए आज मैं आपको पूरे देश को ये बताने आया हूं कि हमने तीन कृषि कानूनों को वापस लेने का रिपील करने का निर्णय लिया है आई थिंक द फार्मर्स एक्चुअली प्लेड इट वेरी स्मार्ट एंड दे हैड अ स्ट्रेटजी इन प्लेस वेयर दे कुड रन देयर फार्म लैंड्स एट द सेम टाइम दे कुड प्रोटेस्ट व्हिच अलाउड देम टू सॉर्ट ऑफ go on and on for for a year the government's excesses and the way the whole thing was handled through the media calling them khalistanis and anti national and so on and so forth that it sort of provoked farmers and made them even more determined to sort of stay on this is not at all the end of the agrarian crisis it's the beginning of a new phase of the battle on the larger issues of that crisis writes journalist p sainath in a signed piece for the website pari or people's archive of rural india he goes on to say farmers protests have been on for a long time now and particularly strongly since 2018 when the adivasi farmers of maharashtra electrified the nation with a 182 km long march on foot from nashik to mumbai then too he says it began with them being dismissed as urban naxals but their march routed the vilifiers so how do we understand this resolute year long protest what does it tell us about the nature of our politics and what made this protest so distinctive award winning independent journalist part mn covers rural india and he reported extensively on the year long movement against the farm laws and this is what he saw during his reportage it seemed less of a protest and more of a celebration you know there were uh, there was no sense of victimhood as far as the farmers were concerned when i met them they were celebrating there they were hanging out with each other having a good time uh, i mean at least seemingly they were they were cheerful 
they weren't uh, uh, they weren't uh, uh, they were of course uh, uh, hurting because of the farm laws hmm. but uh, they had they had a different way of protesting what i also uh, uh, noticed while uh, being in singhu was uh, it was not just the land owning farmers uh, who had who had come to come to the borders they were also hmm. landless uh, farmers who were sacrificing a lot more than the ones who own land because uh, when you participate in a protest like of of this magnitude and when you sort of decide to leave your villages back home and come to a protest site and stay there for even you know 15 days you're losing out on 15 days of wages and that's uh, for someone who makes their daily living out of earning daily wages uh, i think that's that that was a that was a huge sacrifice on their part so you've got to mention the landless laborers most of whom were uh, uh, dalit laborers so uh, their presence made sure that it wasn't just a, a movement of the uh, the dominant farmers or uh, the farmers with land or the farmers with you know uh, some resources at their disposal and from what you're describing it would seem that more than overt anger there was just like a very cold resolve uh, i had done a piece when uh, the the deaths had crossed like 100 or uh, or, or that number because uh, uh, the farmers had been, so and i had met a few uh, family members of the farmers who had died at uh, singhu and uh, tikri border so uh, and the farmers back home were very proud of the sacrifices that they had made i mean obviously uh it was hard for them to deal with because you know uh, the farmers are at the end of the day you need hands in the field you need hands on your uh, 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 yeah. in the jo- in the job there some of them were uh, basically working outside and some of them were uh, working back in the villages so they had sort of figured out a system that system kind of collapsed when you have one main member of the family uh, passing away during the republic day parade uh, there was a farmer who was killed uh, called navreet singh uh, his uh, a tractor capsized and there's still dispute about exactly how he died the, uh, the the authorities say that he died in an accident when when he lost control of the tractor but his family claims that he was shot uh, and there's a petition going on uh, in the court right, uh, right now so uh, uh after that i mean i had met that family like a, a few days a few weeks after that that happened and uh i was i was uh it was i don't know how to describe it but it was uh astonishing how uh how how determined the parents were his grandfather was still there at the protest site uh there were farmers uh coming from all over uh the place and meeting those parents expressing their condolences just in one afternoon that i spent with those with that family i saw at least uh, you know eight nine different groups coming in from punjab haryana up mm. uttarakhand and uh, meeting those farmers uh, meeting the the parents of, of of the farmer who died expressing solidarity expressing condolences and after the second or third family i actually asked if they are you know distant relatives who who had come and uh none of them were people they had met before they were just farmers who had been protesting some of the farmers who had taken the trip especially to see those see that family uh and express solidarity it was it was incredible how uh that solidarity uh happened mr modi has this amazing capacity to relentlessly keep on speaking 
so it so happened you know that uh, you know he does it every time you know it it causes a tremendous amount of fatigue among people who are supposed to anticipate these developments you know which is the opposition leaders and also people like you and me there is of course an all too well known history to prime minister narendra modi's momentous televised announcements his biographer nilanjan mukhopadhyay however is speaking only half in jest here Prime Minister Modi's decision to repeal the three farm laws Nilanjan has written elsewhere is undeniably the most important political news event of the year so far. While most of the country may have been surprised by the repeal, Nilanjan says Captain Amarinder Singh leaving the Congress and his subsequent meeting with the Home Minister Amit Shah was a straw in the wind indicating a rethink in the government. i think a key moment was amrinder singh leaving the congress and then meeting amit shah and then saying that i am open to it but the issue of farmers has to be resolved amicably so it gave an idea that okay amrinder singh is open to the idea that you take back these laws so something was cooking on that direction and the second is i think you know if we actually speak around within the bjp that there was a sense of alarm within the party and this is one occasion where it would have got back to mr modi also from uh, the sang parivar this is after the incident in lakhimpur khedi because it actually symptomized that this was the level of arrogance at the grassroots level the son of a union minister could actually be so inebriated with uh, power that he could actually do what has happened you know i'm not saying that the allegations are true in any way this is a the the matter is subjudice but the point is that the enormity of what has happened there has to be understood i think that there was some realization eventually because a lot of people within the regime kept on uh, you know uh, very politely telling these people that you don't do such vilification in punjab because once again you are pushing the very fragile sikh identity and forcing them to identify themselves with the the separatist image that you are assigning to the movement what according to you forced the prime minister to take this step what how would you read that situation the situation in punjab any possible uh, you know deal with amrinder singh the situation in lakhimpur kheri the by election results uh the feedback coming from the ground in uttar pradesh which despite what is being made out from all of us who are sitting here and not being able to travel because of our covid fears it appears that the larger hindutva narrative is not really very sure at this stage i'm saying yeah. at this stage i'm not saying that it is getting diluted or anything but there is no certainty that people will not vote on the basis of what i was telling a while earlier on the basis of their empty stomachs and uh, the uh, uh, empty wallets hmm. there have been occasions in the past where where necessities have actually driven electoral results most famously in 98 when onion prices single handedly ensured the defeat of sushma swaraj as the delhi chief minister mind you so there have been occasions we haven't had 
many anti-incumbency verdicts in Mr. Modi's era, but yes, there have been problems. You know, there have been problems in Haryana. They lost out in Jharkhand. They were voted out because of local anti-incumbency issues. So it is not that in the midterm, during, between Lok Sabha elections, in state elections, people do vote on local, on issues of performance and not just on a larger civilizational issue, which the BJP keeps on talking about. It might be successful once again in 24 to convince people that you can have two rotis less, but you have to understand this is a civilizational change which Mr. Modi has brought that ultimately he's the one who has ensured that the politics of appeasement will end and that religious minorities, especially the Muslims, have been sorted out. They might not have any problem with the Hindu yogi Adityanath. He might be great, but we do not need a Hindu yogi Adityanath at this stage. We need somebody who can ensure that if people are dying, they get oxygen. If people are, have, have already died, that they get a decent cremation and a, uh, you know, a decent you know, kriya karm. And that uh, jobs and... Uh, you know, basic insecurities are taken care of. Look at the joblessness situation in the country. Does it mark a shift in Mr. Modi's politics at all? No, I don't think if you look at his speech very well, you know, he's not saying that he made a mistake by introducing the farm laws. He's only accepted that his mistake was his inability to explain things to a minuscule section of the farmers. So the blame still lies on the people who did not understand that his goodness. These are all well-meaning laws. So it is like that uh, he's being magnanimous, but he's also saying that it is also your failure not being able to understand what is good for you. Both Nilanjan Mukhopadhyay and the senior Punjab journalist Sarabjit Pandher are of the view that the very public walk back on the farm laws, given the year of intransigence, dulls Mr. Modi's sheen somewhat as the all-powerful man who doesn't go back on his decision, even though that's not always the case. It shows that, yes, even Mr. Modi can be made to, uh, you know, go down by uh, public protest. Mass, Mass movements have finally met with success for the first time in the last seven and a half years. And I think this is very big. It's very similar to what had happened in 2011 with the Anna Hazare movement. You know, at that point, the process of uh, delegitimization of the UPA. Yeah. So I, I am not, I'm not saying that uh, this is the beginning of the end of Mr. Modi. You know, we can say that only with the benefit of hindsight, you know, a few years down the line when we look at that whether uh, 2021 was the turning point when things started going, uh, you know, actually uh, out of control uh, for Mr. Modi. But uh, this definitely is a is a sign of great hope for people who believe in democratic, non-violent, secular protest movements in the country. Prime Minister Modi, who has been seen as a person of principles or uh, who, who is uh, steadfast on his policy matters or ideology, has been reduced to a person who, you know, is more concerned about his votes and the electoral arithmetic for his party. So uh, for that, uh, the BJP or uh, Prime Minister Modi, uh, they are ready to make compromises. So uh, th that image is gone. That uh, uh, So he, like any other uh, politician, uh, he will make compromises. 
In Punjab, Sarbjit Pandir says the protests and its success has fundamentally altered the nature of politics. The template set by the women of Shaheen Bagh has been used by the farmers in Punjab to opening up a huge space for women in the public and political arena. The, the traditional political parties uh, will not be able to, I, I'll just emphasize once again, will not be able to conduct their politics the way they have been doing since 1947. How, uh, how so? The, the uh, biggest, uh, I think, contribution uh, in, in, uh, by this agitation has been the uh, awareness which has come, uh, uh, you know, uh, come for the women. The women who have participated in this, and they have participated in very large numbers, and it, it was never seen in Punjab. Uh, you never saw women in uh, political rallies. They would hardly turn out. You know, uh, it, it was only those a few activists uh, in one corner. You know, uh, uh, co uh, Congress would have their uh, women, uh, you know, office bearers sitting there, but it wasn't much. But in this uh, agitation, you have had women uh, turning up in large numbers. They have been uh, women who have been, uh, you know, uh, protesting from day one, and they have been staying there for. They have stayed there for a year now. So they have been. I, for my, uh, uh, like, I would uh, estimate it this way. For a woman who is who has never been involved in politics and has been just looking after the uh, you know the, the family affairs, uh, in, especially in rural India, so uh, they have been exposed to uh, opinions by experts and a wide diversity of political thought, and yeah. also a kind of an understanding of of the dimensions of citizenship. Absolutely. And uh, uh, the women who earlier voted, uh, their vote was actually sponsored or uh, it was directed either by the, their father, their brother, their husband, uh, son, son-in-law, even a neighbor male. So uh, now they are not going to do that. So they aren't doing it. They are, they are questioning their uh, local village sarpanch. They are questioning their punches. Even they are questioning the MLS. Uh, uh, that is a major event. And secondly, uh, on, on the general, uh, uh, you know, uh, landscape, when we look at people, for example, there is a village X where uh, a small time uh, uh, or a local uh, leader, a block level leader of any political party who would reach a village used to be uh, welcomed with garlands. People would garland him, you know, even give him money, you know, or give him some expensive gift also, which was within their reach. But now that isn't happening. People are standing, uh, they, are, they are receiving these political leaders and they have, instead of garland, they have questions. They say, if you want to enter our village, please answer our questions now. So that isn't going anywhere. I want to come back to the role of the women that you were talking about. How was that made possible? In a, in a society, if that has been fairly divided on the roles of genders, how did this, this kind of this role reversal or or opening up of a more public role for women come about? Milal, uh, I think uh, you are uh, uh, being uh, soft on your words. Punjab is extremely patriarchal uh, and uh, patriarchy expresses itself uh, to the level we have had uh, Punjab and also Haryana. We were the worst hit uh, by female feticide. That was the worst expression of patriarchy if you uh, were to see. Uh, in, in these states, women coming out is, is historic. And uh, this happened during the freedom struggle also. Uh, again, uh, uh, what I have been saying on various uh, uh, fora, 
is that uh, in uh, 1947, we did not uh, achieve uh, freedom from uh, a ruler who had a white skin. Our freedom was from a globalized economy, which was run under the Union Jack. Now we are being thrusted under, under another globalized economy, which is being run by the market forces, which are, where uh, uh, corporate houses and governments are their instruments. So uh, once again, Punjab has again, uh, 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 Punjab, uh, while we say that Punjab is a uh, extremely patriarchal society, we should also remember Punjab is extremely politically aware and vibrant. Uh, so uh, in the past also, uh, I think during emergency or when the protest against emergency was on, even then women had uh, had a limited role. This movement was bo born out of uh, uh, that uh, the basic uh, existence of farmers is, is threatened. So uh, women had to come out and uh, they needed numbers. They needed uh, uh, a semblance of uh, trust that the entire community is be, uh, behind this uh, movement. So women uh, found a role and uh, women were uh, given a space. And I think that space has now become permanent. Punjab's politics has also been in, in a kind of a big turmoil. And we've recently seen the ascension of the first Dalit uh, chief minister in Punjab. So major, major changes happening in, in Punjab polity. Also this role of the women, how do you think this is going to change politics? Uh, it is going to change uh, uh, the electoral arithmetic on, on a, a major scale. But the issue is, uh, uh, Meenal, we need to understand uh, this farm agitation or the effect of this farm uh, agitation will have to percolate to other sections of the society and uh, other depressed sections of the society. At the moment, it is uh, the farming community or one, uh, you know, uh, you know, caste or the Jatsik caste. Uh, who have been uh, agitating very uh, you know, uh, aggressively in this mo movement. The second, uh, uh, you know, they, they have had support uh, from other sections, but that is not very uh, widespread. For example, the farm laborers. The farm labor is uh, who are from the basically the scheduled caste, basically. They, they are sympathetic towards the movement, but they were not participating. So you have uh, other sections of the society who were sympathetic to the movement and who had a partial participation, but uh, they were not wholeheartedly into this movement. These farmers organizations, the, uh, the 32 in Punjab, and uh, they had almost banned BJP to uh, come out. So that barrier has been lifted. BJP will be able to contact their uh, supporters. Even uh, Akali Dal, who was uh, on the back foot on, uh, before the repealing, uh, they, they would be able to now conduct their, uh, uh, you know, uh, electioneering in in a uh, in a more systematic manner, or they'll be able to approach their uh, uh, voters in the, in the villages. Uh, for uh, the Kong, uh, Amadmi Party did not face any problems, so they have been on rather they have an, have had an advantage when other political parties were being restricted by farmers' organization. They had an access to uh, the, the voters, so uh, they will now face uh, uh, an, a competition from uh, from the traditional uh, political parties. Uh, for the Congress, it is uh, the ruling Congress, uh, you refer to the new chief minister. It is a very uh, uh, you know, a, a typical situation, which is which I think for political analysts, they should be uh, they should have their antennae up for, uh, to watch the changes here. What do we have? We have about uh, uh, in the, within the Congress, we have uh, three types of leaders. Uh, one type is, uh, uh, though he has stepped out, uh, but uh, Captain Namrinder Singh, uh, there are leaders like him 
who are concerned about India, the concept of India, that uh, the uh, state of India, the uh, so uh, terrorism, how Pakistan is going to affect us. So uh, there, and then you have Navjot Sidhu, who is now concerned about Punjab, the state of Punjab, how it is not making incomes and all that. So we need to uh, generate incomes. We need to uh, the Punjabi uh, things and all that. But then we have uh, Charanjit Singh Chenni. So who who is talking about uh, uh, the people? Uh, how to give a relief uh, within uh, the people who have been uh, who have had uh, who have been uh, you know uh, facing a lot of problems during COVID, and who have been gradually uh, facing difficult to make the, uh, whose survival needs are being threatened because of the new liberal uh, policies. So uh, Chennai is trying to give some relief to them. So which of these uh, leaders are going to be accepted by the Punjabi electorate? So how are they going to articulate, especially with the, with the farmer's agitation uh, coming to a closer? Because now the, uh, the acts have been repealed. Otherwise, uh, they would have uh, built their rhetoric around the uh, farmers, uh, the, the three uh, laws. Only. So now that is gone. So now they'll have to bring out uh, new issues and they'll have to uh, you know, uh, redefine their politics. It leaves the Shiromani Akali Dal in a very peculiar spot, doesn't it? Very taxing for them. Shiromani Akali Dal, the origin of Shiromani Akali Dal, even during the British period, it is 1920, uh, 1920s when it was formed. So even at that time, it was against, uh, uh, against a centralized rule. It was more towards a federal uh, structure. And the, uh, the, uh, the party has been, uh, you know, been championing the cause of uh, the farmers or the rural uh, people. So in this, uh, initially, uh, they supported uh, these uh, laws, which is not, uh, you know, uh, people are not letting them forget it. They want the people to forget it, but people will not let them uh, forget. Uh, the people are not ready to forget that, but that you supported it. Uh, the, uh, the people are uh, uh, coming to the extent of saying that had you not supported this, the farm laws would not have come around. Uh, uh, so second is their uh, their support to the uh, the initial agitations in Punjab, which started in 1978 or something. The Punjab uh, even uh, earlier the Punjabi Suba movement. They were uh, more towards that more uh, uh, powers to the state that uh, uh, there should be more autonomy to the states. But when it came to uh, you know abrogating uh, Article 370, Akali Dal voted for uh, uh, a centralized system. So Akali Dal supported. The, uh, the formation of GST also, which was again mm. centralized. So Akali Dal, when it was part of the NDA, uh, has been supporting many uh, uh, acts of the BJP, which are uh, about giving more powers to the uh, center. So even now, the, now if they come back to their original agenda, it will be very difficult. Uh, and moreover, uh, the present uh, leadership of the Akali Dal, especially Sukhbir Singh Badal and his friends, uh, even other uh, Akali leaders, they don't have the that traditional panthic idiom when they converse with the uh, people. So uh, Akali Dal, again, uh, uh, when uh, Sukhbir Badal uh, took uh, charge, he did uh, bring in a major change that uh, from a panthic party or a Sikh party, he brought it, he actually stole away the uh, agenda of the Congress and brought it to a party which was more oriented towards development. Uh, uh, so you can see the network of nice roads in Punjab. Uh, during their time, we had a 24-hour supply of uh, electricity, uh, power plants came up and all that stuff. The, the, that was happening. Uh, the oil refinery came in, uh, so they were setting up uh, construction activity took uh, 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 precedence. 
so the, a party which was more towards uh, inclined towards religion uh, came towards uh, development and uh, and uh, meaner it is so surprising that the congress party which claimed a secular credential and was uh, supposed to be talking about development uh, living on the legacy of pandit jawaharlal nehru or somebody like that is now uh, talking about the sacrilege of the religious texts you know and they are more their their thrust is more towards uh, religion so yeah. there is a there is a role reversal again another uh, confusing point an, another churning point where is this going to settle down in punjab we'll have to see that also do you think that that issues of western up what happened in lakhimpur kheri can also impact uh, punjab politics the narrative which was set in when the when the uh, farm agitation started that they are khalistanis they are uh, nexlites then they are bundas they are uh, you know anarchists what all has not been said you know uh, and uh, and it continues uh, prime minister modi uh, may have been very uh, gracious in accepting it that uh, he could not reach out uh, to the people and he could not explain his point of view but uh, at the grassroots people are still you know using uh, the best of the languages they would like to to uh, you know defame these people so uh, punjab hasn't come out of uh, uh, this uh, trauma of 1947 uh, when it was divided and they went in for a bloody uh, partition but then uh, emergency then uh, no, before that the punjabi subha agitation even that those agitations uh, when uh, they, they were uh, you know uh, juxtaposed to the uh, operations of the state so uh, after that emergency then uh, the agitation and uh, terrorism after in the uh, late 70s till uh, in early 90s so punjab hasn't emerged out of that punjab hasn't forgotten 1984 uh, it, and i'm not i'm saying punjab i'm not saying six uh, it is punjab hasn't forgotten that They, mm. they, they, uh, they, they, there has been no closure to this prime minister modi if he has uh, 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 if he would like to be a statesman he should at least uh, set in a process through his party which bring about a closure of the hurt which has, because we have lost more than 700 people people are agitated about that also they they are grieving about that This episode is produced by Jairaj Singh, Arun George and Sunai Marathi. Special thanks to Poojan Sahil and Karwai Mohabbat for permission to use the song Wapas Jao. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcast@timesinternet.in.